Welcome to Neighbor Up Spotlight. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining us today. Neighbor Up Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections and the City of Cleveland Minority Arts and Education Fund. Neighbor Up Spotlight showcases citizens making positive contributions to their neighborhoods in our city. My guest today is Mrs. Shirley Bell Wheeler, founder of Element Internal Movement and a paraprofessional with the Cleveland Metropolitan School District. She grew up on East 131st and Miles in the Union Miles neighborhood and was a resident in, Mount, in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood. After graduating from Shaker High School in 2007, she went on to Cleveland State University receiving a Bachelor of Science degree in early childhood education in 2013. Most recently, she received her Master's in Clinical Mental Health Counseling from Cleveland State University. An impassioned, dedicated, and talented educator poet, dancer, fashion designer, playwright, gardener, mental health professional, and community activist. She has focused her time and energy on supporting and encouraging youth to thrive and succeed through creative expression and community engagement. Her love for performance art began at Shaker High School. In 2005, she won the Dobama Theater's Marilyn Bianchi's Kids Playwriting Festival Contest, having two of her one-act plays entitled New Stages, produced at Shaker High School in 2005 and 2007. In 2011, she performed as a dancer in the production of God's Trombones at the Caramu House. Currently, Mrs. Wheeler lives with her family in the historic Buckeye Shaker neighborhood. She's a Neighborhood Connections grant recipient and a member of the Neighbor Up Network. Thank you so much for being here and welcome to Neighbor Up Spotlight. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I really appreciate your time and patience. Thank you. Um, we're going to jump right in. Who inspired and encouraged you to give back to your community? I would say that I have many leaders that are around me, whether it be my parents or pastors or teachers growing up. And I think it's just always been instilled in me to be the change that you want to see. Yes. And my um, my strong point is people. I may not be able to come up with some scientific breakthrough or um, <laughs> engineer something that extra um, extraordinary, but I um, work well with people. So that's the way that I choose to make an impact in my community is to um, work with young people in particularly. Well, when and why did you found your organization? So Elements of Internal Movement was founded um, a couple years ago. It was founded in November 2012. Mm -hmm. It was started because um, I just really felt the the importance of using creative arts to really impact the community, to um, use it in such a way to provide self-expression and an avenue for um, just a release and just positivity yes. within um, the community, within the people, to allow people to have a stage and have a voice. So it started off just by putting on shows and having showcasing different people, and it's grown into what it is today. That's, that's fantastic. Now, what does the name of the organization mean, and what does it symbolize? So elements of internal movement is to um, 
to speak to the fact that as you express yourself artistically, there's something internally um, activating within yourself and you have the ability to move somebody else. We've all been moved, whether it be by a song or a play or a movie. And even if there's no words, a symphony, we've had an emotional reaction or we've had an internal movement. And that just speaks to the power of um, the different elements of the art. That's very, 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 very true. So now let's talk about the garden a little bit. How did the revolutionary love community garden come about? So I became a homeowner in this area a couple of years ago, and I noticed that there was uh, there's about a span of three or four lots on the corner of my street. Yes. And my street also has um, a particular trauma um, that we went through on 123rd and Imperial. Yes. So for me, the way that I know to cope with trauma or to deal with um, different traumatic experiences is through the aesthetics of um, just beautiful art. And then also um, we talk a lot about um, the food, um, the availability of fresh food in the area. I know for a while there was a conversation, there was an issue because the grocery store that was at Buckeye was leaving. Right. So it was around that time when we were having meetings about where's the fresh food, fresh food. And I was just fresh in the neighborhood. So like, well, there's this big space right here. And a lot of people that I know love to garden and the kids love to get their hands dirty. So I was like, why not just grow our food? Absolutely. Well, I drove by and it's a lovely garden. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Quite welcome. Now, how has your organization and the garden impacted the youth in the neighborhood as well as the residents? So this year we actually did something a little bit different. Usually we have people on site and we come together and work together. This year we actually did little kits and um, baskets to go home oh, to each family. That's nice. So <laughs> thank you. So we're impacting them within the home as far as keeping them connected to um, the aspect of the seed to plate, to teach them that you have this little tiny seed that you put in the dirt and it grows and it actually gives you something fresh to eat on your plate. So I think that's one of the biggest impacts that we've been dedicated to, to um, really encourage the seed to plate concept. And also we've been um, providing different um, produces um, because of what's going on in this, this season. We've been dropping it at, off at the home, so yes. providing fresh vegetables um, and hopefully fruit soon. Fruit takes a while to grow, but fresh vegetables to the people in the community. And then once all of this is over, we'll get the kids back out in the garden. So it provides some um, opportunities to really engage with the kids in the neighborhood and to learn some new skills for those kids who may not be experienced in gardening. That's wonderful. Because that was my next question. How are the youth and residents involved? So I, I hear you saying that they come and participate and help in planting and taking care of the garden as well. Yes, they really, kids really like getting their hands dirty. I remember when I used to like to find little potato bugs, little worms, but just for them to be able to come and just to plant something and to come back and see it growing and growing and then eventually get the fruit of your labor and be able to taste it and just to see the beautiful flowers or whatever it may be to make them feel really a part and show them how they make a, com a change in their own community in a very tangible way. That's absolutely correct. As a paraprofessional with the Cleveland Metropolitan School District, tell us about your work with at-risk youth and the need for mental health support, and specifically mental health support for African-American children, youth, and young adults. So um, my undergrad is actually in education, and when I went into the educational system, I really saw um, the great need we have to deal with different social-emotional things that our community deals with. Um, 
as the Maslow, there's this thing, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it tells us that when we first come into um, a learning environment, first we have to make sure that our our basic needs like food and shelter is met. Right. And then next is more so our social emotional needs before we can even get to that level of problem solving our creative expression or anything like that. So if our children are struggling in the social emotional or if they have um, different issues at home to where they don't, may not have um, the basic needs of food, water, or whatever that may be, um, then we can't really expect them to meet the needs of the test or academic thing. So for me, that really highlights the fact that if we want our children to succeed, we have to make sure that the foundation of what how their needs need to be met are met before we ask them to be able to perform academically. Yeah, I, I always say, you know, we, we give our children food, clothing, and shelter, but one of the things through through a personal experience that I've had, that you have to teach your children and, and let them know that it's okay to talk to someone else. But we also definitely make, have to make sure we teach our children to take care of their mental health and their well-being. And it's okay. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's okay to talk to someone. Now, how important is the need for more African-American mental health professionals? Because I think it's very important. I, I think it's very important. I think that... Um, we have a shared experience, but not only a shared experience, how we talk about representation when we see it on TV and in the media, children, um, it helps them identify or helps them have a connection when they have somebody that looks like them or when they have yes. someone that may have gone through the same childhood experiences or they feel as though they can connect to this person. Um, I think, um, especially since we're going through this climate of um really highlighting social injustice as yes. kids are trying to understand what's going on in the world, as kids are starting to understand that there is um, some social injustice or there's some difference depending on your skin color, just understanding that the way um, systematically that the the world may be set up, that um, they might have some questions about these or they may not understand what's going on in the world. I think it's important to have um, some opportunities for them to interact with somebody to talk about their emotions and talk about these big feelings and emotions that even for us, it may be hard for us yes. to process as adults. Yes. Yes. So could you imagine for kids how that is the yes. process? Yes. And, 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 and the historical impact. I'm going to be 65 this year. So, you know, many people who are my age have numerous experiences you know, so it's it's very important to be able to uh, have a, a African American health mental health professional that you can talk to who can have an, an understanding of of what you're experiencing. Unfortunately, on a, on, a, on a personal level. So now, yeah. what advice do you have for families that may need the the help of a mental health professional? We have many different agencies in the city of Ohio, of Ohio. I don't know if I should name out some, but I can think about three or four major agencies on the top of my head. And I know right now with what we're going through, um, they're not a lot of them may not be coming into the homes right now. Right. But once all of this is over and previous to this, we have agencies that either they can come into the home or they meet your child while they're at school um, or you can bring them into the office. So depending on what you need and what will be best for your child, there's different options. I know that there's a, um, a, a 211 when you can call the number 211 or you can go to 211.org. I know they will give you um, different resources and give you different um, contact information for different agencies in the neighborhood. But just to reach out to them or, or also um, to reach out to your school and let them know that you would 
that you are interested in somebody for your child to talk to. Most of the Cleveland school districts have, well, all of the Cleveland school districts, schools have an actual um, connection with different agencies or an actual counselor on site. Yeah, what I did is I did a little homework before before talking with you today. So I did go online and found that the Cleveland Metropolitan School District does have a uh, family support specialist connected to uh, several schools. And also, too, mm-hmm. I Googled African-American therapists in Cleveland, Ohio, and a list comes up, uh, a, a very extensive list. And then people can contact the uh, Black Mental Health Alliance. And the North oh, yeah. East, yes, okay. and the Northeast Ohio Black Health Coalition, too. And, and it does... Uh, uh, I do want to mention that in June, the Cleveland City Council did declare that racism is a public health crisis. So that's oh. uh, information that our, our audience can use. Now, Definitely. Absolutely. So how important is art and creative expression for positive self-development? Because I know I loved art and I still doodle and do things. So uh, talk about how important that is. For not it's just really you, important. For, I'm sorry, go ahead. For everybody. Yes. It's really important. <laughs> I know that in early childhood is very, um, it's, it's a big focus on it. It's highlighted as we allow children to express themselves. And I think as we get to the older ages, as different demands come on, whether it be testing or different academic demands, we move um, farther and farther away from creativity, expression, and creativity learning through play and things of that nature. But it's very important, especially for children who may have experienced um, trauma. And I think trauma comes up in different ways. Just this pandemic that we're going through, just understanding what's going on the news with people that look like them being shot or held down. That could be traumatic for a child. That could be traumatic for us. What what we're going through right now. So um, artistic expression allows not just children, but people in general, an ability to have um, a way to express themselves where there's not a high demand on them emotionally, where you can have some um, remove yourself from the situation to a certain extent. Instead of saying, like, tell me how you feel. If a child is able to draw you a picture or they're able to write you a poem, it may not be talking specifically about the trauma that they've gone through, but it gives you some insight to what they're going through and it allows them some type of release because we know that there's different health conditions, um, whether it be high high blood pressure or just different things that are related to stress stress as we hold on to things and if we don't let it out it affects our body physically in a negative aspect absolutely and stress is a silent killer yeah it really really is now what are some of your organization's upcoming activities and events so um as i mentioned briefly earlier we did um a kit for children to grow um things at their home we put different plants in there like um, broccoli and beans and a sunflower mm-hmm. we're looking to do those kits again okay. and we're also continuing to give away um produce i'm excited we have cantaloupe this season yeah i <laughs> saw <probably> gave us <laughs> cantaloupe and this yeah. was a totally new thing for us yeah so um but we also we gave away some greens we have tons of tomatoes the cucumbers should be coming up soon so um, if you wanted to reach out or get in contact with us, we would love for you to, um, we, we've been dropping them off on the front porch, or we can plan some time to do some social distancing and you can come pick it yourself if you prefer <laughs> to get it fresh off the vine, or we, I can drop it off to you. We can drop it off to your front porch. So right now we're just making sure that we continue to provide those fresh um, produce. Mm-hmm. And the next season, we're hoping to pick back up with the community activities, such as we had come together for a planning day. We all plant together and harvest 
harvest together and a cookout and different art activities. So hopefully all of this will be over and next season we can <laughs> see each other face to face. Hopefully. I, th- I hope so, too. So now how can people contact you regarding your artistic and mental health expertise, volunteer or donate? So we have a website. We have a website, a Facebook page, and um, the website and an email. The website is www.eoim.org, or they can go to Facebook, and it's at Rev Love Garden, R-E-V-L-O-V-E Garden. Or you can email me at elements, E-L-E-M-E-N-T-S, dot movement at gmail.com. And I wanted to. Inco- just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, just shoot me a link, and I'll get back to you very soon. That's wonderful, and I would like to encourage our listeners to go to your Facebook page and see all the wonderful things that you have been doing in the community. So thank now, you. You're quite welcome. Well, I'd like to thank my guest, Mrs. Shirley Bell Wheeler, for visiting with us with us today. I enjoyed our conversation very much. Thank you so much. I enjoyed talking to you. Let me know some things. I didn't know <laughs> that in June, the changes that they made as far as the um, the outlook on the racism and things that's going on. I didn't know about that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So um, I would like to leave our audience with a quote from my guest today. Okay. I, <laughs> I deeply <laughs> believe in the transformative power of art. I would like to thank our audience for stopping by today. We appreciate your support. Please join us again as we continue our conversation with Cleveland residents who are making positive contributions to their neighborhoods in our city. Visit Neighborhood Connections' website to see all of our community engagement activities and opportunities. If you have a great idea and you would like to do something positive for your neighborhood, contact Neighborhood Connections at 216-361-0042 or send us an email at www.neighborhoodgrants.org and like us on Facebook. Get informed, get involved, get connected. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today on Neighborhood Spotlight. Neighborhood Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections and the City of Cleveland Minority Arts and Education Fund in association with Bad Racket Recording Studio. Executive producer, creator, writer, host, Carol Malone, co-producer, Lila Mills, engineer, James Cannanon, photography, social media, Vince Robinson. Neighbor up. Thank you, Miss Wheeler. Thank you. <laughs>